from the shimmering shores of High Isle to the lava rivers of Morrowind. Join two friends as they share their adventures through Tamriel over a pint of ale. Grab your tankard, sit back, and join us in the Unknown Traveler's Tavern. This is the Lore Seekers ESO podcast. News, community, and most of all, lore. I mean, I've been working a lot. <laughs> yeah, stop that. Well, it kind of, you know, pays the bills and lets me buy things like microphones and cameras and pop you know, filters and the Im- pop filters, the important things that we need to do a show. Yeah, that's right, Gwen. Akatosh messing around. Yeah, it's true. I blame Akatosh for the reason why we haven't been live in a long time. So, <laughs> indeed. Oh yeah, man! Remember, remember that last time when we said again, "See you in a month." I won't um, talk about it. When was our yeah, last stream? Okay, our last stream was Maybe December. We point it out. December. De- December. It's December. We'll it's get this. Hard. We'll figure this out. We'll we'll figure it out. We will get to this point where we kind of figure out a, a routine. Um. So. <laughs> I do agree, Conniff. Conniff is in chat, and he says, I like hey, this Conniff. version of Daylight Savings. Spring forward or whatever. And this was apparently the last one. I don't think Akatosh is going to mess with us anymore. I heard rumor that, that this was the last one. So. Maybe for you. For me, well, it has to do with whether the Californians decide to get on board with just, like, scrapping the whole Daylight Saving Time thing. Indeed. So, you know, you and I might actually be only two hours apart instead of one Three hours apart at one point. Whoa! Wouldn't that be that weird? That would be amazing. That'd that be would be weird. Strange. It's too, <laughs> too expensive to get, to get rid, rid of it. Of. Don't uh, jinx this. Oh my goodness! I wonder how many well, different clocks. There's a lot of clocks to change. They'd have to change a lot of clocks. That's a lot of money. A lot of man hours. Mm. Change that's the true. Clocks. That's true. We should probably talk about like what we've actually been up to, though. Besides I, just. Dealing with time changes. I think we should. Uh, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Oh, it doesn't matter. Why don't well, you go first? Okay, I'll go first. I'll go first. What have I been up to since the last time we were here, uh, December? That's, that's, uh, that's what I asked. A lot. <laughs> um, first off, it snowed a lot. Um, <laughs> so I've been busy with work as well. But in-game ESO... Let's talk about what I have been doing. Uh, playing a lot of Tales of Tribute and realizing how terrible I am at it. I got good with the first four decks. I really did. Um, I worked really hard on mastering my Tales of Tribute. The first four kind of starter decks, I got pretty good at it. I have a few favorites that I like. Um, what else? We had um, the New Life. I was doing New Life stuff for a while there, and I think I actually kind of stopped for a bit. There was a new life festival. And then I don't think there were any major events in January. New life festival mm. kind of ended and it was kind of just like a lull. Yeah. Um, and then February came along and there wasn't a whole lot going on in February. To my 
Peanut, did you get your inside deck finished? Um, I'm getting there, okay? I'm getting there. So <laughs> February wasn't a whole lot. There was the Explorers Festival. Now, I'm going to say straight up, I spent a lot of time during the uh, weekend Explorers event, um, which gave us a double XP. I did a bunch of Master Ritz, got all those out of a bunch of those out of my inventory, bought a bunch of stuff, sold a bunch of stuff, spent oh, way too much money. I had mm. 6 million gold in my bank account. I, I now have about two. Money bags. Yeah, I've spent probably about four million gold uh, on mats and resources. So uh, I'm officially declaring uh, that Toasted Peanut is poor when it comes to gold in game. And if you'd like to donate, <laughs> um, you can send it to at Toasted Peanut. Peanut spelled with a three. Uh, whatever values, you can send me multiple emails in one gold intervals. That's fine, too. I'll accept it. Wow. Um, I, will split, I will split <laughs> my profits with bacon that's a thing i will do it i will split the profits with bacon um so 50 percent. Uh, actually no you know what 25 percent of what i get will go to bacon. Hmm. um march hmm. came along i finally finished high aisle for those of you I guys I am so <laughs> proud of you for finishing. Oh, look at that. I'm totally out of focus. That's Why are you out of focus? Wow. I what is know. going on? on. Oh, uh, there we go. Cover uh, your... And... Uh, what did you... There you go. Your autofocus decided <laughs> to troll you because you were just too excited. Your excitement. It, was, it did. My excitement <laughs> was so great. Um, Courting Onyx says, I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you for doing a quest line. Thank you. Well done. For those of you guys that don't know, um, I have a terrible, terrible, I'm terrible uh, habit of not finishing storylines. I... So I have finished the main story once. And that was it until this month. I finally finished High Isle. So I haven't completed Morrowind. I haven't completed Somerset. Haven't completed uh, Western Skyrim or The Reach. Um, no Craglorn, no Thieves Guild, no Dark Brotherhood. None of that. Terrible. I am working on it, though. I can just yeah. see the, the the disdain in your facial expression to <laughs> this whole thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, dragons are absolutely still in my own Dra homeland. Dragons in your homeland? What yeah. are you going um, to do? I, well, I know what we're going to do. We're going to start making you do a segment where we ask you questions about lore. Oh, we're doing this now? Completed our quest lines. We're doing this now. So this is this is an official thing? An official... Uh, is it official if you say it on the stream? But so apparently it is official. I am going to be giving um, <laughs> a little kidding, bit of an overview. I might have to. No, you know what? You know that they can't <laughs> let me not do it. Now that you've uh -oh. said it, I'm going to have to do it. Um, Tom Harkin says, please tell me you've completed Clockwork City. What have you completed other than High Isle? I have a new Tales of Tribute deck. <laughs> I have a couple characters above level do you, 50. Do you even ESO, bro? Maybe. Just barely. 
maybe a little hey, bit. I can't say anything. Housing, I got a lot of crown grades. You've, you've done a lot more endgame content than I do. So supposedly. Have, have I have have I have I shown you all my crown cake my crown crate collection? <laughs> no, you have not. But uh, I believe that it exists. Those those people that know me really well know that I have a crown crate addiction, <laughs> a big one. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Back me into a corner and he flexes unopened crates. <laughs> Amazing. I could pull crates from four years ago. That's a thing. I could do it. Wow. Wow. Um, so yes, Minwee, to answer your question, I did finish my Inside Hunting's uh, deck collection. I spent four hours farming High Isle Delves, and I finally got the stupid deck collective card that I needed after finishing the High Isle quest. So basically, ESO is saying, ha, we realize this, you've never completed anything in this game, so we're going to make you work for this last deck fragment. Uh, and it made me work. Four hours of just jumping around. Um, so I went from being a half-decent entry-level four-card Tales of Tribute player to an atrocious five-card Tales of Tribute player, and I am terrible at it, and I have a lot of practice to do with a brand-new deck um, that I know <laughs> nothing about. So that's a thing. Like I said, I wasn't joking when I said I'm proud of you. I am actually proud of you. Well, thank you. At least somebody is going to give me a little bit of moral support here at the fact that I finally finished a story quest. Now I have to go to Galen. Hey. The best part is that the character that I completed High Isle on hasn't completed the main story. <laughs> actually, my like, PvP. Hey. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, who are you? Uh, actually, to be honest with you, um, the character that completed the main story quest is my warden, who is my PvP and crafting character. Not even my original first character I ever created has completed any stories. Parts wow. of it. But... Wow. Yeah. I mean, good, good thing you've got uh, those um, shared achievements now. I mean, that doesn't really work for it's helping lines, to make all my characters, you know, buff up a little bit and look good. But yeah, it doesn't help for story <laughs> quest lines. So but enough about me. I sent some questing in our future. I think there might be some dual questing where you're just going to stand off to the side of a quest zone with a little arrow above your head. And it's just going to be your character standing there, arms crossed waiting for me, tapping its foot, waiting for me to basically complete that quest before I'm allowed to leave. That could be a fun time. Could be a fun time. And could speaking of time. standing in front of doors and not letting people leave. Oh. What about you? What have you been doing? <laughs> um, well, working a whole lot. Um, well, first of all, let's back up. For Christmas, because we haven't been here in a while. So for New Life, I received um my lovely audio upgrade that we have here. So I've got my microphone, which is great. Doesn't she um, sound absolutely heavenly? I'm so excited. It makes me so happy. Um, so I got my my new mic and uh, kind of messed around with that. I actually did some some voice stuff for a few other friends. Um, so it's been fun to kind of like play and learn a little bit with this now that we've got it. 
Um, other than that, in game, unlike you, I actually haven't finished the High Isle quest line. Way so to just you... not be part of the club. Why don't you just hurry <laughs> up and get it finished? Jeez, you're so behind. Well, if you could just tell them to have me stop working, that would be part make of it. A few because... call... Let me make a few phone calls. Yeah, because I, uh, once again, got on the crazy work schedule. So at one point when you and I wanted to do a show, we had the exact opposite work schedules because I messaged you and said, hi, I'm going into work. And you said, well, that's funny. I'm just leaving work. <laughs> so that's kind of why we haven't been able to record for a while. <laughs> so 60 hours of that during the week doesn't really help mm, with game time or with podcasting time. Wait, wasn't so. there a week there where... I was coming off of my shift at midnight my time, which is mm -hmm. about what, like three o'clock your time? And you were yeah. leaving your house to go to work for early shifts. Yep. And then when you got home, I was leaving to go to work for my shift. And wow. Yeah, that that's that's how do we do this? I, this hasn't happened until now. <laughs> how do we <laughs> do this? Bro, work. Signs up for four podcasts and three travel trips. Okay, calm down. You're right. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Um. Anyway, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, in-game, what have I done? I've done a few things. I did some farming with you during one of the events, which was really fun. We did, yes. We just kind of ran around and did a couple things. Um, I now have Oaken Soul on PC. And... <laughs> <laughs> and I almost have it on PlayStation. The funny part about that was when I was farming those leads, I don't know what RN Jesus was doing, but I I pulled a lot of them on my first time, except for the harvesting ones, which took Pickets. forever. Forever. Um, but I got like the safe box ones and stuff on the first pulls, so I got very, very lucky with that. And a bacon soul. <laughs> yeah, so I have oak and soul. Um, other fun things that happened, uh, I think since we recorded, was when you all pulled me through Sunspire on PC that one time during some event. I don't know what event it was, but the PC Lore Seekers uh, pulled me through Sunspire, and that was super fun. Um, I got <laughs> in kind of a weird occurrence... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lotus of Doom got me my Vet Mauve Lorcage skin. <laughs> oh. So that was um, on PlayStation. Uh, that's a bit of a uh, tough subject because it was during our pre show for Snug Pod. He was like, We're doing a run, and it was a no death run, and there's only 11 of us, and we died. So, like, do you just want to come be a body for the last boss? And like just hit it and then you can get your skin and I went heck yeah and then I had to beg Gwen and never and they were gracious enough to let me to go um so I went and did the last boss with them and uh I got my v-mall skin which is kind of fun um but I also kind of feel like I cheated a little because you did I didn't run I didn't run the whole thing but yeah. I'm going to I will it will happen it's on the agenda is it on the agenda it's on the agenda it is on the agenda. Um, let's see what else has been going on. Just other general stuff, like, you know, in-game, picking up quests here and there, and 
uh, whatnot. Um, I'm looking forward to Necrom and to making an Arcanist, which I know we'll probably talk about in a little bit. And uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I may or may not have already started planning which character slot I'm going to be picking. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, oh, look at all these character slots I have. <laughs> because I only ever play on one character. But um, yeah, so looking forward to that. And um, other than that, yes, Matt made fun of me a few minutes ago for all of the gaming things that are happening. But um, in a turn of, again, massive RNG, I was going to go to PAX. Um, or wanted to go to PAX East, and then I decided, no, I can't go to PAX East. It's too expensive. I have a vacation right beforehand. And I entered a Twitter drawing and won a four-day pass to PAX. So, yay! But also, <laughs> that meant I was scrambling, so now I had to book a flight and all of that stuff. Um, and I'm really excited because I can't wait to meet some of the ESO fam that's going to be up there. We have plans for a dinner with people and whatnot in boston so i'm super stoked about that boston? and then after that boston uh and then after that um i i went and found out about the eso live event that was happening and i went ahead and went why not i probably won't get in let me just register and then i got an email that said congratulations you're in <laughs> and i Goodness. went oh okay so um yeah, I also so, am now scrambling to do that on April 12th and 13th. Do you want to tell us a little bit about um, what is kind of anticipated for PAX and ESO Vegas? Or do you know anything uh, about it yet? Or I don't I don't really know for PAX other than the fact that there is a lot going on. I unfortunately will only probably be able to go to one full day of the four while I'm up there. Um, but the schedule is so massive that I think it's just going to be like a walk in and decide what to do when we're there and walk around with some of the other people. I know Avron's going, Lotus of Doom is going, um, Pylon's going to be there. So a lot of people that, um, you know, play ESO have been content creators, podcasters, stuff like that in the past. Um, Nephis, you know, uh, um, lots of lots of those peeps. So um, hopefully I'll be meeting them and hanging out with all of them. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. There's no Zoss presence at PAX, um, which I was bummed about. And that was one of the reasons why originally I was like, oh, OK, well, maybe I can miss it this year and, and I'll go next time. Um, <clears throat> but then um, the Vegas thing was announced and I went, oh, man, maybe that's what I should do. And literally like the next morning was when I won the tickets to PAX. That's awesome. <laughs> so it was like, ah, OK, now I have to scramble and do both of these things. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, Oh, Rob. Good. I see Rob, the princess in chat said, I'll probably see you in Vegas. Please say hi, please do. Um, so I know that, uh, obviously a bunch of ESO fam will be in Vegas. And for that, both the days are kind of like long. Like the one day is noon to nine, I think, or noon to 8 PM. And then the other day is noon to four. So I'm looking forward to it. I I'm very, very excited. So we that is will, awesome. Yeah, we will now, see what is, happens, and I can't wait to report back with everybody. Is Bethesda going to be present for PAX, or...? I don't know. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know. That's I awesome. I just know that, that, that Gina said Zoss is not going to be there, or let me Zoss will that. not be at PAX. M maybe, 
maybe um, Elder Scrolls Online essentially will not be at PAX. Like they normally used to do the ESO Tavern outside of PAX. Mm -hmm. And now they're not doing that this year. And I think it's because they're doing Vegas. So that standalone, standalone sort of event. But I'm really excited about it. (laughs) Todd's too busy hiding to avoid Starfield questions. Minwe says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good. That uh-huh. is too, too good. So yeah, basically what it breaks down to is lots of work, only some game time, not as much as I would like, uh, and really weird RNG that I guess I can't complain about, but I'm very, very thankful for. <laughs> Winning! <laughs> Except for my wallet is like... Pfft. Now it's just like you open it and it's like moths fly out. More things just keep more bills just fly away, right? It's just like, oh, there was there was a hundred dollars in there, it's gone. Just flew away, grew wings, just went. Mm, Yeah. Worth it. Yeah. Oh, one other thing that did happen actually. Um, it's because he's in the chat and he said it, and that's very sweet of you to say, I got to hang out with Booch um in California. So I hung out with him for a couple days, um, actually, when I was on my vacation. And then I also got to meet Cash. So I uh, the one and only the one and only Cash. Was he dressed in uh, cashmere outfits? (laughs) He was not dressed (laughs) in cashmere. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. No, no. Um, But it was amazing. I loved, you know, after knowing someone for five years, it's incredible to actually get to meet them in person. And um, it was it was so fun and just delightful to sit and chat with him. So. So was that your first time meeting Cash in person? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. That's awesome. It was good stuff. It was good stuff. That's exciting. So. <laughs> it's always I remember they like Cash and Jibs used to talk about like meeting some more seekers at different uh, festivals and conventions and whatnot. And even just like in general, like IRL, they would just make arrangements to do it. And it was always just so, so like worth it and warming just to meet those mm-hmm. people like, hey, I talked to you through a video game and a communication software. And that's all I know about you. And then I meet you in person. And like you were saying to me, it's like you've known this person for five years and they're your best friend and you literally there's no awkwardness it's just straight on yeah like it's i love that and and same with booch like i i love this community that we have because everybody that i've met and i i joke and say that my lore seeker sticker book is filling quickly and it is because i've met quite a few people over the last few years um and i just i yeah it's incredible just to be able to like it's awesome and just walk up and hug somebody and be like, Oh my gosh, it's you. You're it's you. You're right there in front of me, you know? <laughs> so one day, Pina, it's going to happen. One day it's going to happen. Gonna one day happen. it'll be like, we'll just, we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll meet up and be like, Hey, you're that crazy. I was in your time zone. You were, we were that, that's I, how close we've come. We, we've come that close. Yeah. So. You were just like the hat on top of where I was might have been like the air above the hat but you know okay well same thing so that's yeah. awesome that's well it's exciting but also busy very busy very busy <laughs> good good we've been busy with we've been busy with other things too eso has been busy because they announced some stuff since we absolutely were they did uh should we talk about it should we talk about it or should we just like not say anything yes. and just leave it alone 
I think that's probably why the people are here. They're probably not actually here to hear us ramble back and forth about other stuff. I think they're here to so, probably get some information. Running tally for those of you guys that are in chat. Do you want to just hear us ramble on about our boring lives? Or do you want us Please to talk about Please don't ask them that. About <laughs> Caddy Jacks, I'm only here for recipes. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you take tomato sauce oh, and... No spices and you put it in a pot and you let it sit you could have pasta sauce well uh no nuggets mm -hmm. there will never be nuggets again that will never happen again um okay i never never gonna put that down really never he nugget himself down. out yeah that was a thing um i don't know why people think that i that we have inside scoops I don't know either. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you, the information I'm going to give you is the same stuff that you can go to find on the web. There's a wonderful website. But you're going to give it game. in your own toasted peanut way. I am going to give it my own toasted peanut way. Um, should we do? Love. You know, I really wish I got that really cool transition up and running and working because I feel like it would be so appropriate right now. Hey, wait, here I go. No, you're not going anywhere. You want to know why? Oh, crap. No, I got to move you over. Oh, no. I just got a shoulder. I just got a shoulder. That's all I got. Oh, man. Oh. Wow. Only the most professional here at the Lore Seekers. I really do try to be as professional and amazing as I possibly can. Oh, that's too far. you do. I really try. You know what? It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to make you smaller. You're way too large on the screen there we go let's put you over here extra large bacon extra large bacon with extra grease oh i don't oh. i don't know <laughs> don't ask questions just accept <laughs> um i feel like okay. i'm bigger okay well first off first things first i mean i am small why is it not why does it never well. want to work so what are we talking about that thing right there uh, yeah. That one. Sure. <laughs> sure. All right. Well, we'll run with it. Let's make it nice and big. Let's make it biggie size. I'm sorry. This was all work. Remember yesterday when we tested all this? Remember, remember when we sat for like three hours yesterday and went over all of this? And you and I were literally both falling asleep. Scamps, scamps will always it jump is in. always the scamps. Bastards. Every time. Hey, so, um, yeah, we're going to look at something that happened yesterday. Uh, so if you've been living under a rock for the last 24 to 48 hours, um, there are two new dungeons, 11 new sets, and a bunch of really cool stuff that kick off our brand new year. And it's not a year-long adventure. Because didn't we talk about that in the last uh, stream, that they're not doing year-long adventures? They're doing something different? I I think question Maybe. mark. No, that was in January. Wait, we had did we have a stream in January? No, we didn't. I don't know. Anyways, moving on. No anymore. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Whatever. Uh moving right along. Scribes of Fate how update much, and update thirty seven. Not that much. I've had one <sighs> little glass, okay? Um goodness gracious. Don't judge me. 
Uh, Scribes of Fate and Update 37 is now live on PC and Mac. If you play on a fruit, you're doing good. I'm proud of you. Good for you for playing on a fruit. Um, I say that nicely. Uh, so that launched March 13th, 2023. Why are we rewinding Caddy Jacks? Okay, anyways. Um, yes, it is a year-long theme, but it is not a year-long adventure. So the nice thing about that is that means that um, we're going to get basically a giant content drop right at the be- right in the middle of the year, and then no more major content updates uh, after that point. But let's go over the Scribes of Fate uh, DLC here. We're going to scroll down and begin your shadow over Morrowind Adventure with the Scribes of Fate Dungeon DLC and Update 37 base game patch, which I have to say actually went quite well. I don't Hmm. think I've ever had... I don't don't think any major problems arose with this most recent update. That's good. Right? Yeah, so good on you, Zoss. Thank you for not having too many issues um there are two new dungeons that come with this um if you play on xbox okay sorry i should probably continue reading the text and do it this way the others was online scribes of fate dlc game pack and free update 37 base game patch are both now live on pc and mac if you play on xbox or playstation don't worry because this dungeon DLC and update will arrive on console March 28th. Challenge Thanks yourself. For the test, everybody. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're working out all the kinks. There's not a whole lot, but we're working them out. Um, challenge yourself and your team with two exciting new dungeons, Balsunar and Scrivener's Hall, and commence your shadow over Morrowind Saga. Ooh. <sighs> Uh, can confirm Scrivener's Hall has some really amazing, awesome features, um, especially in the replayability side of things. You're going to have to do this dungeon quite a few times. Mm. I okay. don't know about Balsunar because I haven't done Balsunar yet, but Scrivener's Hall definitely has a decent amount of replayability in multiple difficulties. So, enjoy it they've done a really good job at keeping you replaying those um i won't spoil anything about that because i'm not into spoilers so um how many times um did your pc tell you to dodge roll okay you know what the um, the up mod that i have the add-on that i have hasn't been updated yet okay so moving on uh um so you had to learn mechanics? Maybe a little bit. I may have died a few times. There may have been a certain boss in which me and the group of people running on normal died multiple times because we didn't understand what we needed to do until someone else in the group was like, hey, look at this. We do it this way and it works. And yeah, that was in Scribner's Hall. If you know what it is, you know what this, the, yeah. Anyways, uh, my, my feet hurt. You can access the DLC via ESO Plus membership or purchase it with crowns from the in-game crown store. Okay. okay. I just thought about that in my head. I was just like, oh, cool. You can get this with crowns. And I'm like, but you would have to buy crown Anyway, moving on. It's all good. If you have crowns sitting in your jet, maybe you maybe you let your ESO lapse. I have 8,000 crowns sitting in mine. Yeah. 
You do. Well, you had. I may or may not have. You didn't look, did you? <sighs> Scribes of Fate DLC game pack. Gather your allies and venture into the brand new four-player PvE dungeons, Balsunar and Scrivener's Hall. In these dungeons, you discover two unique stories that kick off the larger Shadow over Morrowind adventure, leading into the upcoming Necrom prologue and Necrom chapter release later this year, which we will go over later. It is a thing. There was a bacon tax. 100% there was. In Balsunar, <laughs> wow. the Telvani township of Balsunar has begun emanating mysterious temporal magics. And the Sigic Order needs your help investigating this dangerous phenomenon. However, House Telvani is not fond of outsiders meddling in its business and stand ready to defend its secrets at any cost. Sorry, and I have an Elfique. Did you find an Elfique? Yeah. Here, that's good luck. He's under, he's under my chair. Oh. So apologies if you hear. Any meowing. Meowing. <laughs> in Balsanor, you and your allies must battle through time itself as you race to uncover the truth behind the temporal and temporal not tempora. It's not it's not tempora. Uh it's temporal anomaly <laughs> before it's Are you chaotic. <laughs> I might be a little hungry. Um before its chaotic <laughs> influence can spread to all of Morrowind. Learn more about the dungeon settings, challenges, and rewards in our recent preview. So if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. I in Scrivener's Hall, the Scribes of Morrow were once a peaceful organization dedicated to the collection of information on behalf of the Lord of Knowledge, Hermaeus Mora. However, a sinister new leader has usurped control over the cult and threatens to lead the Scribes of Mora down a dangerous path. Team up with the Scribes of Mora's former leader, Kishargo, and travel between realms as he seeks a powerful relic that is key to reclaiming his position as Magna Stylus. What a title. I wonder if he like writes. <laughs> He's a do we do we use stylist. him? Do we use him <laughs> to just write out? He's not all a of micro stylus. He's a magna, magna stylus. <laughs> oh my goodness. As you do this, you also need to stop the ambitious Valina before she can forever damn the souls of her followers. Discover more about Scrivener's Hall's dangers, settings, and rewards in the same preview. You can also attempt both Dungeons and Normal, Vet, and Hard Mode difficulties. Each mode features unique rewards and achievements, including six new item sets, two monster sets, and a host of collectibles, including a new skin, emotes, and more. Best of luck. Um, before I carry on with this getting started with the Scribes of Fate... I want to talk about the new item sets. So here I have them. I went to esohub.com right there and I found them. There are 11 new sets. So there is one, two, three, four, five, six dungeon sets with some decent stats. Pretty standard stats, honestly. Um, the five-piece one on this one is kind of de decent. And completing a fully charged heavy attack applies major cowardice to your target for one second for 1,000 weapon damage. 
you have lowering their weapon and spell damage by 430. You gain major courage for the same duration, increasing your weapon and spell damage by 430. This can occur every 12 seconds. Current durations, major cowardice is one second. Major courage is one second. So looks like there's some decently packed sets available in this. So we have six new dungeon sets, which can be got grabbed from the new dungeon DLCs. There are each dungeon provides two monster sets, the Ozazen, the Inferno, and Roxa the Warped. So those are the two dungeon sets that uh, we can get. I don't know which halls those each come from because I haven't played the vet one, but regardless, they are available. There's also some new PvP sets, which means that if you have any unopened um, Rewards of the Worthy, there is the chance that you might see some of these PvP sets dropping in your unopened pieces. They don't count! Nope. I feel like a fool for saying that. Because that was an old trick. Because I've opened old Rewards of the Worthy... And that was an old thing. Did they fit? They must have fixed that then in this last patch. They patched it. Oh, buggers. I don't think it was the last patch. I think it was a couple patches ago. Was it a couple it? patches ago? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm really bad and I just open everything when I get it. See, I, I keep know, one a day for the little transmute stone. But no, I'll, I farm I'll the transmute stone. Yeah. I'll do that if I get a big stack, but I also don't ever really have a big stack of PvP rewards unless we're doing um you know like may um, mid-year mayhem or white strikes mayhem or whatever we call it these days the ones that i'm opening may or may not be from last year's mid-year mayhem <laughs> just saying that's a oh thing. there you go but lots of different um sets that you can get through the dungeons you got new pvp sets so any new reward of the worthy um coffers you get uh, can be open with a chance to get um, a, a couple new PvP sets. So um, I would say if you're looking to get into the gold market right now, now would be a great time to go and repair some keeps, get some rewards of the worthies, roll your dice on getting some of these new sets for PvP and then selling them because they're going to go for a very high price for the first couple weeks here until the market gets flooded with them. So little insider tip there from the Lore Seekers ESO. Um, on how to make some gold for the wood, Indeed. for the wood, it, it absolutely but is a PCNA if, thing. If Peanut is leading the group, just know that you will die from fall damage at some point. Cliff dropping is mandatory in all PvP events that I am part of. <laughs> um, if you don't like it, well, there's the cliff, it's over there. Well, the good news is I'm a wood elf, so guess what? I can fall and I'll be all right, I, but. <clears throat> noticed your wood elf can take some hefty fall damage off of some of the high points of solitude's <laughs> crafting location indeed yes <laughs> uh, anyway so if you would like to get started with the scribes of fate um you can access the elder scrolls online scribes of fate dlc game pack via the eso plus membership so if you already have a running eso plus subscription guess what you get the DLC. It's free. It's part of it. You've already paid for it. You're paying a monthly subscription. You're giving Zoss your coin. Um, you get some cool dungeons and some armor sets. But there are some people out there that, you know, they, they don't do the ESO Plus thing. And that's okay because this game 
is great in the way that it is free to play for anybody who wants to play it. You do not have to put a single cent into this game other than buying the game. If you want, you can pay 1,500 crowns um, from the in-game crown store listed under the DLC section, and you can pick up a copy of these two DLC things. Um, 1,500 crowns usually runs somewhere around like the, I don't know, like $22 mark. Don't tap your mic like that. Yeah. It was oh an my accident. Goodness. I'm a, I'm a noob, okay? Mm, so you're doing just, on you're, my, you're doing absolutely wonderful. It's sitting on my desk in this most precarious place. In the most precarious position. This is not very good. Um, <laughs> if you are not doing ESO Plus, yes, yeah, so what was mentioned in chat there is uh, there are some benefits if you're looking for something to subscribe to. Um, there are some great benefits. Obviously, you get uh, DLCs. Um, you get a monthly subscription allotment of crowns to spend at your leisure. And you also get the unlimited crafting bag, expanded bank storage, and expanded bag space, as well as an XP um, earning bonus to go along with it. Just throwing it in there. And then you also have the possibility of a furnishing bag in 2025. Don't give me stuff that's two years out. I don't want to hear that. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. I have so many furnishings. Don't make my heart. The collector's bundle for Scribes of Fate is available for 4,000 crowns and it includes access to the DLC crown, the game pack, pardon me. The mount, which is shown right here, it is the antecedent antecedent scholars guar. Good job. If you don't already have that or any guar, uh, please make sure that you send all guar picks to an at Sparky Bagman. He loves Guars so much. They're his favorite, favorite mm. character. Creature. Creature. Guars. Can we have a playable Guar? Can you imagine? That would be amazing. Just a Guar running around, just like spitting. <laughs> you, can just, you can just randomly play as a Guar. Just um, randomly play as Guar. Things that I'm learning about podcasting with you are, you are Ron Burgundy, and you will absolutely read what people type in the chat. I will. I love it because some people I'm just say on Burgundy. Yes. <laughs> uh, I really will. So for, I love it because so you guys are hilarious. For those of you listening, the lore seekers has no inside knowledge on craft bags in 2025. However, if that does happen, you heard it here first. Yeah, there it is right there. For those of you guys that are listening on the podcast, um we do these episodes live on twitch so you can head over to the twitch channel and join us we advertise it broadcast all those fun things you can come hang out with our goofy shenanigans and you might even get to see some live uncut or sorry live cut out footage that you wouldn't get in the podcast that you would see happen you might even see me goof up um you might even see bacon picking her nose because that happens from time to time anyways collector's bundle there's also a blight lord's skeever pet and five crown experience scrolls um stop picking your nose i'm take your finger out of your nose everyone in this chat right now can tell you that i am not picking my nose i saw it we all saw it no one saw it's on nothing you can teleport directly to the two dungeons. Um, one of them is located in Stone Falls, and the other one is located in the Rift, 
Those are the two locations for those two. Hey. Um, there's no major spoilers. It's just they're there. They're, that's where they are. <clears throat> that's it. I'm not reading chat because I don't want to say that because it's just I'm going to screw it up. I will I'll say it. <laughs> say it. Say my it. What did they say? My character has a two guar garage. Two guar garage. <laughs> You can use the dungeon finder and you can walk up to the entrances. Like I said, Stone Falls, which is Balsunar and the Rift, which is Scrivener's Hall. Um, you can walk right in the front door and say, hello, I'm here. Um, finally, maybe not unless you're pulling aggro. You get to receive you. So you get to receive. Finally, simply by entering either of these two dungeons, you receive the lost emote. You have to wander around like you're lost and you don't know where the heck you are. But not all who wander are lost. Okay, wrong RP. Okay. It's okay, though. It's all good. Um, have you had a chance yet, Bacon, to see the new character select screen? I have. Okay, so char- character select screen. Not the launcher. We'll talk about the launcher in a minute. The character select, select screen. What is your first opinions? Honest answers. I want the picture to be up. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of grass. So, but I think it's just the nature of the depth of where they have your character standing. But because everything in this patch and in Morrowind is like... Like, one of the most impressive things is the mushroom towers, right? Mm-hmm. And in the screen, you can see them, but, like, a bunch of them are cut off. And I just wish that we had, like, a little less by our feet. And, like, just a smidgen and a little more height. I don't know. It just feels like um, in the background of the high aisle one, we kind of had where it, like, cut off and you could see, you know, water or whatever in the background. So I felt like the depth perception was better. I hate this one i like how vivid it is i just wish that uh from i guess it's me being a screenshot junkie i just wish that it was like tilted up a little bit oh minwe be nice minwe <laughs> he's making fun of me in chat but Typical. yeah that's my opinion i don't think it's a bad screen what do you think Zoss, please don't hate me and please don't ban my account for the saying this. I feel like you walked up, you took a screenshot using the F12 key for Steam or the print screen key for the keyboard. You upped the saturation a little bit and you said character select screen. Ooh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I- I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Okay, so if you could have had what character, what would you have liked to have seen in the background of the character select screen? Because I don't think they would do Apocrypha because, first of all, we don't know how that ties into the story. And the story is named Necrom, which means that probably a majority of it is going to take place in that portion of the zone. Well, I do believe that that might possibly be Necrom in the background. It is. It is. But I'm saying like... um, I don't know. Okay. I, well, I agree with you. Like? I, I agree with you. Um, for a background, I think panning it up a little bit, a little more mushrooms, maybe an overlook. Why don't we go mm. out and see, like, yeah. find a hill or something like that that overlooks an area and have you on top of the hill. 
maybe overlooking the city of Necrim, maybe have a couple watchers floating around in the background or whatever for some random reason. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But I agree with you. It, there's just a big old field. And yeah. that's it. There's some kind of structure, just, it looks like, right in the back, like behind the the accessibility window that we're seeing there, um, which is, mm-hmm. I'm going to go over some of the uh, new accessibility features in a second, but I just, I saw it, this and I want to talk about it. Looks like a door to a mushroom tower, to be honest. So mushroom houses. But yeah, yeah. I literally wish that the character in the screen and the horse and the stuff that it's showing were slid back, like what I would consider like 10 feet for the character like pan like it out almost if they were yeah like if they were like if you physically moved them back to like where that rock is and then lifted the shot a little bit to me yeah. that would be nicer but I again agree. you know that's being probably a little overly critical because yeah I, I mean let's be honest how many people sit in their character select screen for a long time i mean i do okay i do too but like is that the norm no. That's what I want to know. So if it's not the norm, how many people are really noticing it? You make a fair point. My rebuttal to that, and I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, and that's okay, is this is our first capture of the news mm-hmm. zone. If you remember High Isle, like you said, High Isle had a really beautiful backdrop with the picture of the keep. Um, you, you just got big beautiful new visual and yes we've already been to morrowind everyone knows what morrowind looks like i don't know for me i just feel like maybe they could have thrown a little bit more effort into the spoiling of the thing however what what bugs me more than this one is the login screen and it might be my resolution settings but it feels pixely a little that's fair that's fair. I haven't, I, 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 for some reason, I can't picture the login screen for this new one right now. Or are you talk about the high mm-hmm. aisle one. No, I'm talking about this one specifically. Like the I new felt like the high aisle, yeah, the high aisle one okay. I felt like looked really high def. And um, after the update, the login screen for me looks a little pixely. So maybe it's Weird. me. Maybe I Could should be check on your my end. settings. Maybe. Could be on my yeah. end. But um, I did like the high aisle login screen compressed. though. The overlooking of uh, all flags, mm-hmm. I, all flags, islet with, with the ascendant lore. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I thought yeah, that was an absolutely was amazing, like beautiful, beautifully well done. Um, mm-hmm. I will give them credit though. How many years has it been since they updated the image in the launcher? Uh, like, I couldn't For, tell you when last. But forever. When I saw it, I went. <laughs> right. So I loved uh, it. I will say they've definitely made up for the character select screen in the design of the launcher. Now, like you said, nobody sits with the launcher and and looks at it. I definitely stopped for a few minutes and kind of like perused around and kind of looked at it. And I was like, okay, you know what? Well done. High resolution imagery, beautifully designed. It's the same launcher, but the background just looks very welcoming. Um, I really liked it on PC looks peaceful Um, hmm. i hope they do something similar for those that are on console and you get something unique because it it was really really nice and maybe i'll share a couple screen caps in the discord um for those of you guys that uh maybe don't get to see the pc side of things we will take a couple screenshots of the uh, launcher for those 
There might actually be a few mm. in the spoilers channel if you go take a peruse in there if you want. But be careful because there are spoilers for the uh, the new dungeons in there too. So I don't want to burst our bubble or anything. It gets updated Q1 every year. Is it really? The yeah. launcher? Yep. Oh. I'd never noticed it, honestly. I, I've never well, noticed a lot like... You- that that just tells you that then it probably has not been that substantial of an update. Pretty high. Yeah. was kind of muted. Matt says, OK, mm-hmm. all right. I think it's because it was the rock like that white rock in the background. So it, the texture wasn't as prominent as in some of the other ones. All right. But even so, this one is really nice. It's, it's beautifully high def. It's noticeable. It's very different than the previous ones. So mm-hmm. I like that better than I like the character load screen. Yeah, it's nice and warm. I agree. A lot so. of warm colors, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of warm, warm colors, um, some accessibility features were updated, uh, which is awesome. So you made yeah. a point in our last episode um, that they added in new interactable animations for different nodes, and they made them more added- green. And they've and added they've, more. They've added them since then. They also now yeah. have like the the wood chopping and yeah. certain harvesting uh, ones. So the, the point that you made was that from a visual perspective, the color green is not as intense on the on the eyes um, and a little bit more uh, a little easier to work with. Mm-hmm. So um, they have added more on that side of things. One of the big things is they've added in um, screen narration for those that are um, visually impaired. So mm-hmm. it'll narrate to you what exactly everything is coming up. Um, with the setting enabled, you can choose between a masculine or feminine voice um, and set the volume and speed of the narration. It is available in English, French, German, Spanish, Japanese, and simplified Chinese. Um, so really awesome feature. It's nice to see that ESO is jumping into making the game more accessible to those that may have, um, specific, can I use the word limitations? Is that allowed? Is is that a, say limitations? I would say different abilities, differently, different abilities. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Different abilities. Um, so it's good to see that they're doing that. Um, it's making the game more welcoming and inclusive of many different types of people, which is awesome. Um, I love this. The next one here? No, just that in general. Oh. Like just accessibility overall for gamers. That's really, Agreed. really important to me personally because uh, being that I do a lot for Extra Life, um, I think it's kind of come more to the forefront recently. Like... Um, accessibility for gamers of all ages, kids. That's one of the reasons why I like the one bar build so much is because there are people out there that probably can't bar swap. Mm-hmm. And We had somebody in our chat uh, a couple episodes yeah. ago, I think our first episode. You know, like people that can't bar swap, people that um, just have a different way of gaming or playing the game. And I think it's fantastic that this is making it more available to them because I don't know what other MMOs have in terms of accessibility, but it seems like an MMO could be very overwhelming mm. for 
for different types of players. So absolutely. Um, I, I love that they're moving forward and doing these sorts of things and it's looking at it from all perspectives too. It's just, it's not just one path of gaming for someone. It's looking at it from the visual, from the auditory, um, from the interactable and just actually from the play as you want kind of scenario. So they're hitting on all of these different targets, which I think is, is pretty exciting. hundred percent, hundred percent agree. So, um, from a cosmetic perspective, jumping right into the game physically itself, um, there is a, this new patch update 37 introduces a new cosmetic tool called hide shoulders. Um, it is available for event tickets from the Empresaria event vendor. Hide Shoulders works like Hide Helm and allows you to hide this part of your outfit, customize your look in an outfit um, station. You know what? You want to know something? They put it behind event tickets. It- you know... I understand they want they want people to to they they want people to want the hide um, shoulders oh, would thing. Would you rather? Would you rather have them put it in the crown store? Because I know I wouldn't. Why don't they I just give rather, it to us? Uh, I honestly, I think it probably has to do with the development side. I guess I don't know. Okay. I just maybe. I don't know. I, I'm just, I was like, I'm going to get it. It's going to happen. I'm going to put my tickets towards getting the hide shoulders thing. I'm never going to not do it. But I was just kind of like, really? You put it, you're right. They could, they could have put it in the crown store. hundred percent. They could have, they could have put it in a crown crate. They, they could have. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is this available through endeavors? That would be something I'd like to look at. Hmm. Because that would be my that would like be my after, other side of it. Well, I think after the event, you're still going to be able to purchase it. So here's the deal. Mm-hmm. My understanding, and I could be wrong. So if I'm wrong, chat, feel free to correct us. My understanding is that for this first event that that's live, you'll be able to purchase it um, with the impresario. But then once the impresario goes away, you will still be able to purchase it in between events um, with tickets if you're sitting on them. Um or you have them in your inventory from the vendor that's there like all the time. Um, So I don't limiting it to an event. Correct. It's not like a time constraint. It's just, if you want to use the tickets on it and I don't think it's a lot of tickets either. I think I haven't even looked honestly cheap. It'll probably tell me here in a second. So, yeah. But Um, I'm excited about this because there's certain skins that have like, elements of things on your shoulders and you can never see them so you have to try and like pay an exorbitant amount for some style that's like really thin i can't remember i have some style on my character where it's literally just like two little plates like right there and it's so you can see most of the top of the one shoulder um either you have to like find a single side shoulder piece too right because there are some of them that are just Mm -hmm. like the one side so you can expose the other but it's definitely awesome i I love the fact that they're adding hide shoulders in there i think that's fantastic you can hide your helm you can hide your shoulders um i've been looking forward to hide gloves if they ever do that because i'm a big fan of just having open fingers for these kind of things um so it's definitely maybe they'll go for that 
but um yeah i don't know i'm on the i'm i'm that was just my little my little two little gripe there um can i also point out that uh this character profile here has a billion gold <laughs> it's actually they have on, yeah they have a billion gold on the pts on the pts yeah. so if they if that character wants to share some of that gold with me by all means yeah that's uh, true uh uh, yeah, I agree with you, Rob. It says just because they could have put a paywall in the way doesn't mean it's not annoying that they did put a ticket cost on it. I agree. Yeah, um, that's true. Hide helm is automatic, so why not? It was have hide yeah, that was be the same way. Base I, I game. Know. I'm not sure. Maybe there's something on the back end that we don't know about, but Very it true. does seem like if it's going in that spot anyway, how could it not be there if we're constantly adding styles no matter what? Unless that's how they're going to add it. Maybe it has to be consumed um you know what i'm saying in order to have it added in from the coding perspective like on Make the back end me find it in a chest overland random draw yeah, but, but do any people farm that but everyone opens chests yeah but do you know what a nightmare it would be yes i do i just spent four hours farming for a stupid deck fragment exactly you just answered your own question. All right, let's move on. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> housing improvements. Finally, Update 37 also includes a host of quality of life improvements for the housing system, including new filters for the editor's placement and retrieval tabs. That's going to be handy. The ability to reset training dummies, also going to be handy. And mm-hmm. the ability to see a full list of furnishings when shopping both furnished and unfurnished homes. I love that one. Um, that one will be nice. I can actually see what they are. Um, these are just some of the free additions and improvements coming to the game. So be sure to check out the patch notes on our official forums to discover more. That is our update 37 and Scribes of Fate information. Don't have any more information. I don't have any like secret Gina emailing me cool little things like hey if you happen to talk about this you should because it'd be awesome we don't get that kind of stuff here we just read off of the website and that's what we get um i think one other thing that i wanted to mention was that if you are a amazon prime person there is a prime gaming set not set prime gaming costume piece that you can get by linking your Amazon account before April 14th in 31 days. It's called the Dragon Slayer Bundle. That's the armor set. Those are the skins, the skin dyes, and some cool facial facial, um, adornments that you can put on your character. All you got to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your ZeniMax, ZeniMax Online account, and you will get those things. Just click the little button, get in-game content, and it will walk you through the steps. You are a Prime member. If you're not, hey, well, that's that's your choice, and that's totally cool. Um, I well, get that. So. And they did have it for Game Pass as well. Um, I don't know if it ended or not, but uh, they had the same bundle available through Xbox Game Pass. Oh, well, there you go. So there you go. The Xbox Game Pass people. I will be curious to see maybe is it the same set for Xbox Game Pass and PS Pass? It is. It is. So maybe it's still running, well, actually. Maybe they're running all three co- concurrently. Sony's, Sony's stingy. We don't get stuff like that. Oh, you guys don't get free stuff over there? Oh. 
Okay. Well. Uh, we do get, well, no, no, no. We do get free yeah. stuff. Like, we get games and stuff, but we don't get, like, stuff like this physically through Sony. You would have to download it through, you know, whatever. Um, but if you get it, here's the thing. If you have, like, a PC account and a PS account or an Xbox account and a PC account, it's if you shared, get it on one, it? it's shared. So, yeah. Yeah, I got it on both. Hey, yeah, and guess what? Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. This is really important. It's not in our notes. Consoles got Discord. Welcome to 2023. I am so excited. Have you tried it yet? I haven't, but I am so excited because now it means that when we do Lore Seekers cross-platform, multi-platform events... We can all be in the same chat. Or like if someone is doing a lore tavern or a Cyrodiil 101 or like anything, it means anyone can be there without having to have a PC and Discord as long as they have it on their console or they have it on their phone. Yep. It's only, I think it's only for PlayStation 5 right now, which is the big thumbs down. That's a boo. But that's better than nothing. Yep. Take it as a win. <laughs> Honestly. It's better than I don't nothing. think Xbox... I one has no what xbox one does have discord integration yeah i will take it as a win so on Bonus. the console side of things hooray i'm looking Sorry. forward to seeing some of those wonderful ps people that i've never met in voice comms showing up in discord now xbox. Come on and over. xbox sorry yeah xbox people come on over you we can get xbox we're, and we're playstation to them though we have had some xbox peeps in chat with us yeah. before so i know rob or not rob yeah rob the princess is xbox right no no, nope, Rob the Princess so. is PCEU, if I recall correctly. But Holster is um, is Xbox. She's actually our, mm -hmm. one of our co-GMs for Xbox, uh, NA. Um, she typically has joined our Discord calls from the Xbox, and it sound you you can't tell there there yeah, is great. there is no there there is no distinct difference in quality of sound between those two. Yep. So, and um, Wally's been in there as well. Wally's been in there as well, absolutely. So yeah um that's all we've got to share about kind of the uh eso side of mm -hmm. things for what's happened what's coming um there is a few but like you know what no there is a couple of things yeah, um, that i we was could like talk we're about. not done here we're not done we're not done here maybe we don't ramble as okay, much i'll try to we try are... ramble sorry that's okay me too I like rambling. I'm a excited. Short, a shorter lore lesson. Take as long as we want. Well, that's true. We can. It's our show. Want to take that's four true. hours? We can take four hours. Whoa, whoa. We are not Tales of Tamar. That's it. We are not four hours. speed yet. Four hours. We're not that speed yet. We're doing not it. Not that speed yet. Not that <clears> speed yet. <laughs> um, I will quickly blast through some of the important notes about our year-long event. Year-long releases um because it is not only year-long adventure there is a bunch of stuff i promise and then you, then then i'm gonna basically stop talking and it's gonna be all of bacon no we need to chat about some of these things we do need to chat with okay let's let's do this um so obviously we just went over scribes of fate dlc just dropped spring 2023 it was march 13th for pc and mac march 28th for console um we went over some of those things Mm -hmm. um next up is kind of the big one so the big thing which everyone's looking forward to is summer 2023 
Currently, as it stands, we're looking at June 5th for PC and Mac and June 20th for um, consoles. The Necrom chapter launch, which means we will finally be able to dive into the Telvani Peninsula and Apocrypha. We're going to learn all about this stuff. Guys, this is stuff that we haven't really touched on a whole lot. It's kind of just been left to little bits and pieces here as you've done the stories and done the questing. Um, whole new area to explore, which has not been touched since, if I'm not wrong, The Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind? 2 Morrowind? The Elder Scrolls Morrowind. Mm. Mm. When you got to go to Neck, I think you got to go to Necrom in Morrowind. You know Did you? I've never played Morrowind. Never played it either. I honestly haven't. Um, I know that Necrom is mentioned in Elder Scrolls Legends. Okay. So we go you, to Apocrypha and Skyrim. We do, yeah. So we're getting little dabbles of like different types of gameplay and whatnot. Um, but we're getting a zone that we have not visited in a long time, which is awesome. We got Apocrypha. We're going to go back there. Or I guess we're going to go there first because technically in Skyrim, that was... <laughs> it's after. I'm not diving <laughs> down a, that. Oh, not, I'm not diving down that deep, the deep, deep, deep hole. Um... <laughs> 30 hours yeah. of story content. So in the past, they've done the year-long adventures in which they kind of break up the quests across the entire year. They're dumping it all in our laps, all in one go. They're like, here you go, 30 hours. Um, we're also going to give you a new class, the Arcanist. Um, in my notes, it says that I'm supposed to break this down. There's still not a ton of information on the Arcanist other than it looks like it's going to be maybe a little bit of hand-casty stuff. But I think when mm. it comes to our next live episode, we're going to have a lot more information about the Arcanist because it will finally be on the PTS. Well, it might be the it might be the episode after the next one because the next one is well, you know. Oh yeah, that's right. That that thing, <laughs> right? The thing, the important event thing. The important that's event thing that. We kind of had a birthday. We'll talk about that later. Let's just go over that a little bit. Maybe later yeah, on. Yeah, not now. Not, not now. now. Okay, anyways, moving on. In the future, in the near future, we will talk about the Arcanist class. I promise we're going to get a breakdown. I'm going to do some stuff. I'm going to try to figure it all out. I'm going to make a big thing of notes. We're going to talk about it, break it down, discuss it, pull it apart, piece it. It's going to be awesome. But hey, guys, big thing. We're getting a new class. Yeah. It has been quite a few years since we've had a new class. In my opinion, this has been well-earned. You guys all made it through the dragon break of 2020, 2021, and all that crap. We were kind of hoping we'd get a class then. We're finally getting it. This is our reward. We're going to get a new class to kind of dig our teeth into. I'm looking forward to it. It's awesome. Um, there's a new trial coming. Those trial wait, wait. buffs. What, 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 what? I wanted to talk about the Arcanist for a second. Okay. Yeah, talk about it. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, because we do we do know a couple things like they they released a video and in the video, they're like mm, shooting spells out of books and there's like big tentacles that come out and get you just like that. And they like grab stuff and they pull it back in. And um, yeah, scary. I know wall of crazy. Sorry. Hey, I also would just like to say for the record, I was right on where we were going 
Where did you initially okay. say we were going to go? Um, well, we talked about like black light a little bit, but also I did say Tilvani Peninsula and it's sort of that, but kind of not, but I did mention Necrom because that, um, casting emote thing that we got that's on the circle looks just like the circle that's on the legends card for Necrom. So that's what I said. But anyway, okay. I'm, let me pull my red yarn over here and put it there and then I'm going to run it. Piece it down there and then I'm yeah I know nuts anyway but so I'm super excited because the animation for the arcanist that they showed in the videos looks really really cool I'm really digging some of the stuff and I hope it doesn't like bog down too many people's visuals when they play because there's this cool one where they like I don't know if it's a buff or a spell or whatever but you get like kind of these flying like runes around you and Ooh. then it's kind of like on the ground um around you as well as the book glowing when you're casting things so i'm kind of hopeful that we'll get like a a tome and like dagger or tome and like one hand situation so, like some eso based doctor strange stuff i mean not like you know like nothing like that <laughs> right everyone right now watching the video is like what are you two doing don't worry about it <laughs> but um yeah so i i i don't know i'm really excited about it i think it's gonna be like some of the warden animations on like Stewards. times 85 i'm really excited i want to see what the ultimates are Leviosa. like <laughs> leviosa it's leviosa not leviosa we're doing anyway. a lot of Harry Potter references and a lot of Lord of the Rings references in this episode. We're going to get in We're trouble. Nerds. We're nerds. Uh, okay. It's what we do. Anyway, so um, that's all I wanted to say about the Arcanist. I'm very excited to see how it matches up with other, um, you know, different skills and animations and all of those things. Because I think it, that you could build a really, really cool character out of this i'm excited i'm excited it's, it's one of the first times i've actually like actively probably wanted to try and make a new character are you like, gonna delete your current character absolutely not how dare you say something like that how dare you i will never delete my <laughs> wood elf nightblade <laughs> oh man i love her too much don't get rid of her no I won't delete her. I I might just, you know, spend some time with other character for a little bit, which most people do on the daily, but I don't. It's fair. So there you go. Okay, now you may continue. On oh, to okay, the trial. cool. Because we have a new trial. I've been crazy. I've been crazy. So now we have to talk about sanity. <laughs> do you like that segue? The new trial okay. is called Sanity's Edge. I can't take you, you seriously when you stare at me like that. <laughs> uh, new trial, Sanity's Edge, for those people that are very interested in trials um, and love a new challenge. The new trial is going to be available in uh, June, um, as well as two new companions. If you are someone who prefers digital friends over real friends you could have two new ones 
Don't you talk about Ember like that. She's with me all the time. I love Ember, actually. She was dealing with all the crap that I dealt with with that tribute deck piece with me. She leveled up quite a bit, actually. Yeah, she kept me company. You better better not knock on companions, because you could have done that all on your own. I could have. If I didn't have Ember there, it would have taken twice as long. Um, Xander Al... Sibiades? 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 Xander. (laughs) Xander. Um, and sharp as night. Why can't they all be easy like that? (laughs) I aced the second one. Would you like to take a crack at it? Why don't you take a crack at it? Azandar Alcibiades. Azandar Alcibiades? Azandar He's a red guard, right? Maybe. Okay, anyway, we're going to take drummer drops and move on. To, um, there um, are... Suddenly Greek. Suddenly he's Greek. There are new world events. There's a new Tale of Tribute deck, Elmaxia. Al- Almalexia. Nope, nope, Almalexia. Almalexia. <laughs> new Tale of Tribute deck. Almalexia. Almalexia. And there'll be another 10 new item sets. So get all your farming done for the right now because you got 10 more to farm in June. That's only two and a half months away, friends. Actually, that's less than two and a half. I don't know. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Four new mythic items. Don't worry here? about it. There's new collectibles, new antiquities, furnishings, dyes, new achievements and titles. All of that is coming in June. Holy crap. Q3 is going to be focused on quality of life improvements. We do not have a date for that yet, but that's what their focus is. That's a different approach to um, from the year-long adventure to this new chapter launch system, um, which is they're going to give you a dungeon in Q1, a full-on chapter in Q2. They're going to go back and they're going to take a look at some of the um, bugs and issues that have been present in the game for so long they're going to give you a quality of life improvement um patch and they're going to be working really hard on fixing some of the, maybe those some of those pesky gut bugs that have kind of been just sitting around bugging us for a long time so hopefully some of those ones will get uh, fixed patched and then there's also some quality quality of life stuff so there might be a few tweaks and improvements that will come with that and then in q4 for christmas and the holidays uh, we are getting a new game system all that we have been told, all that we've been told, is that it is an endless dungeon runner. I come from Halo firefights, which was basically level after level after level of just mobs and killing things. Before Call of Duty did it, this is very exciting for me. The prospect of just spending 10 hours playing in a dungeon farming mobs don't give me that look okay sometimes i like to have a no life for 10 hours okay um okay. is absolutely fantastic so i'm really excited to see what do you think what, what are you i can see you're just like giddy you're over in the corner just like i want to tell people what i think no i'm listening i'm loving listening to you i got excited because we had a new follow thanks for following to and mage thank you thank you very much to prophetic swine geek me out just leo a bunch of people followed us today Lots of new followers. So thank you, everybody, who's followed us today. Uh, but yes, Q4, Christmas, new game system, endless dungeon runner. That's all we can say about that because that's all we know. 
There's so many mm-hmm. fun things. I'm excited. Hopefully in the next couple months here, we'll find out some information. But I am very excited about it because it means people who main tanks can take a buddy. Buddy like system. Pe- like people who main tanks, it used to be a nightmare to do like maelstrom and stuff because it was just like poke, poke, poke for hours. <clears throat> and I'm very, very excited that now you can potentially take a buddy with you and not have to worry about like a super aggressive amount of damage because you can just do it together. So just take I'm excited your time. about it. Hey, I what? got an idea. What's your idea? When this comes out. Let's do it on stream. Do you want to be my buddy? First time. First time, you and me. First buddy. time? Okay. Pin it on the wall. Chat, pin it on the wall. Bacon and Peanut are going to do an endless dungeon stream. I hate to tell you this. I just hit my mic again. I didn't hear it. Okay, good. Perfect. All right. I think that that's that's it for me. I don't have a whole lot more to talk about. Well, we did kind of have something important happen, or do you want to talk to that? You want to talk about it that at the end? Well, I figured maybe I've been speaking forever, and maybe you want to talk about it. Okay. Or do you want me to talk about it? No, I can talk about it. You, uh, so, I've, I've been, yeah. You, okay, I got you. So, uh, we had a pretty important uh, birthday just recently. Well, sort of birthday. We have kind of a few birthdays, technically, in the Lore Seekers. So, uh, the first one that we had was our, like, not our podcast anniversary, but the anniversary of the podcast that started all of this, which was February 26th. So, um, February 26th was the fifth anniversary of the Lore Seekers um, podcast, the original one with Jibs and Cash. So that was pretty exciting. It's kind of amazing to think about the fact that five years ago, something started that brought probably a majority of this, the people um, who are in this chat right now with us, as well as literally, it sounds weird, but like thousands uh, kind of in a way of other people together. So um, pretty pretty exciting that we had that but wait the wait wait universe- hang on hang on i got <laughs> i loved it i wondered what you were typing because i heard the rapidly as you were doing things there um but yeah so we had the podcast anniversary um and it's kind of fun because you know we've restarted this part of it up again so it's pretty fun that we're, you know, celebrating that or that we mentioned it at least and celebrated it in Discord. But beyond that, the actual community anniversary, our Discord anniversary is April 19th. So... Yay, um, Discord! Yay, Discord! Yay, community! Um, so uh, looking back on it, the Discord was started in, in April 19th. And uh, as that gets closer... I think we're going to try and do a big fifth anniversary episode, aren't we? We are. I think so. A well, bit, here's it's... the deal. I know everybody in chat is like, yeah, we'll believe it when we see it, you too, because we said a month last time. But this later. time, this time it's, <laughs> this time it's, it's, I promise you, maybe I shouldn't promise you. I don't know. We're doing our best, okay, <laughs> with our crazy schedules, but we are definitely going to, um, have a fifth anniversary show and we've got some fun things already planned the other thing too is if you're in the lore seekers community with us already 
Um, we have been doing a couple of different events. There's things planned for the fifth kind of throughout the year. Uh, we just have not all of those events running at once because we're saving them to do them kind of sprinkled throughout. So um, Minway Pro did an awesome, awesome Just going to say. Yeah, uh, which was a... I, I don't want to call it. I almost said Lord Bingo. That's not right. My goodness. That's um, <laughs> not what it was. Um, but it was a uh, riddle card um, poker sort of scenario. So you had to solve different lore riddles. And within the lore riddles, then you got different cards for different zones. Um, and it was whoever had to make the best hand. So that went over really, really well. And um, it went quickly. It did. Oh, I think it a went, lot faster than people thought. It went so quickly. I, I don't think we were expecting it to go as fast as it did, but um, it was really, really fun to watch people kind of come up with the the answers to the riddles. And I know he worked really hard on that. So we have some some great people in the community that will be um, you know doing events throughout this whole year to celebrate the fifth anniversary of the Lore Seekers community. So looking there forward. There were three winners for that, were there not? Mm -hmm. I believe I'm so. I'm trying can, to scroll up really, really far in my chat and see if I can. Probably, probably pull them. Um, yeah. So, um, I believe that it was it's Raylan, uh, Dre, Ping Pat, and Booch. Hey, you just saw Booch. I did. Took all I his winnings and he went down to California. <laughs> that's exactly what it was <laughs> so congratulations to those people yeah it was awesome so that's kind of it um you know oh gwen oh yeah that's true gwen and holster also got in on it for a few cards as well mm -hmm. so they weren't the first second or third place but they did get in on the cards which was pretty exciting so that's pretty much it in terms of uh currently anniversary announcements Stay tuned. Keep an eye out on our um, Twitter and on other places. Um, the other thing, too, is by the time we do that show, I probably, well, I should have already been to Vegas as well as PAX. So I'll have a little bit more to share there because I know that um, the Vegas event, supposedly, I think we're going to get to play some gameplay. So we'll see. What are you so. right now? I just found a link to the Arcanist, but uh, that's, you know what? We're going to save that for when we have our next episode. I need something to talk about in the next episode. So Okay. I think we'll have plenty. Yeah? But just in case. Just in case. Just I got a backup. Case. I have a backup thing to talk about. <laughs> well, there you go. <clears throat> See? So, um... And you can find links probably to all this stuff in show notes. I'm sure we'll drop some show notes into our stuff when it goes in the audio form, right? Have we been doing that? Okay. Is I supposed to be doing I'm that? Gonna... Nope, but I'll get you some. You can do it. You're a champ. Are you? And the ESO fam. Hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> Wait, oh, uh, which hand? This one? Uh, hold on. Oh, there we uh. <laughs> When does my hand disappear? There we oh, go. Wait, we're back a little. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, um... I don't even know anymore. I don't even I know. I think we might be losing followers. <laughs> <laughs> People are just disappearing. We're taking too People long. People are like, we're out. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway. Anyway. Amber would be so proud. That's that. 
Ember would be proud. Hey, you know what else I did today? What'd you do? Well, I've been, I haven't had a lot of time, first of all. And then I was on vacation because, you know, I was in your time zone. For you being on vacation. I wasn't home. That's my point. Anyway, I've been doing a lot of other things, but then we got together and talked about the episode and it was kind of... I, everybody that's listening to this in the audio form, he's mocking me in the video form. He's making little hand puppets and air quotes around me as I'm chatting. <laughs> anyway, what I was saying is we chatted last night and then, you know, as we do, it was like 1.30 in the morning and we went, what are we going to do for lore for this episode? And it was like, well, we could just talk about the update because there's a lot to talk about. Or... And then we just started spouting off ideas. So many ideas. And then all of a sudden I went, yeah, sure. Why not? I could totally write that tomorrow. Right? Like when we get up in the morning, I could, I could, I could write a lore lesson in the morning. Remember that time when you were three hours ahead of me and normally you're like up when I'm getting up. I think I was at work in my work truck and I got a message from you. What did that message yeah. say? It said, oops. I just woke up. <laughs> that was like, what, 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock? 11.15, my time. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I never sleep like that. And everyone in my household was still passed out because we were all in the wrong, wrong time zone for us. So we are still recovering. So, yeah. Anyway, um, then I went, you said, oh, it's OK. You don't have to do it. And I went, no, I'm doing this. So in about three hours, I wrote this and yeah, I don't know. It might not be good, but it'll be fun. You know what? I think it's going to be just fine. I think, I think so too. It seem I seem to have a trend starting and I don't know if it's a good trend or a bad trend. And that trend is, yeah, why not? Let's just write it right before the show. Just go for it. Send it. Oh, all right. Well, here we go. You ready? Right, are you ready? You ready? I'm going to go over here. I'm going to push this little button on my microphone. And then uh, I'm just going to give you a little ambiance. So everybody sit back, relax, and enjoy a fireside tale. Lore lesson three. The eye. It was just like any other evening in the tavern. The sounds of explorers sharing their adventures over pints of ale were beginning to wind down as the two moons shone high over the cozy escape that had been a home away from home for so many. Candles burned low, and the embers of the once-roaring logs glowed in the fireplace, giving off a soft sizzle in the background. Things were winding down from the excitement of the day, and I stood behind the bar wiping it down. Peanuts sat, feet up next to the fire, finishing off his drink in hand and looking through the glass into the embers of the fire. We were the last two in the tavern, and, as usual, we were awake way beyond when we should have been, resting for our next adventure in Tamriel. Hey, crazy. Hey, Peanut. All in all, I think the Explorer's celebration went well. Drinks were full and flowing, and we had lots of new lore seekers come through the tavern. I'm excited to see what happens as this place grows. 
Me too, I said with a smile. Hey, once you're done with that whiskey, get over here and help me organize these glasses. I think we should move some of them. They tend to slide off the shelves in that one spot. He immediately shot down the last of his whiskey, stood up to join me behind the bar. After a bit of a sidestep, he made it to the corner and began moving the mugs with the mugs and the pint glasses with the pint glasses. Well, here's the problem, Bacon. There's a horn tankard on the back of the shelf. It's taking up a decent amount of space. I'll move it. After a few moments of silence, I realized I wasn't hearing the glasses move around anymore. You okay? I asked. Come here. This is going to sound weird, but uh, tell me what you feel on that tankard back there. I took a few steps to where he was standing and bent down to see what was under the bar. There in the back sat what appeared to be a wood elf-style horn tankard. I could see something slightly raised on the side, but couldn't make out what it was in the darkness of the corner of the bar. I reached towards the back and tried to grab the glass, only to realize that it was securely attached to the shelf. Well, that's not going anywhere, I mused. What else do you notice? A sparkle glinted in his eye as he peered back towards the fireplace to make sure all the last patrons in the tavern were gone. I felt around the corners of the mug. Cracked acorns, I whispered under my breath in shock. Is that the eye? My fingers ran down to just below the right side, and sure enough, I could feel the small shape of a tear. What could that be for, and why is it shoved so far back under the bar? Wait, it has a small hole in the bottom of the cup. At the same time, both of us spoke. Do you suppose... We both ran to the sink and drew a glass of water. I handed it to Peanut, and with anxious breathing, he poured it into the reliquary horn glass. Nothing happened, but the cup completely drained itself. Well, it was worth a shot, I sighed. Maybe we used the wrong drink, Peanut laughed. You might be on to something knowing the previous owners, I smirked. For the next few minutes, we tried pouring in just about every drink we could find in the tavern, including the whiskey I had brought back from the inn in High Isle. But nothing happened. I could see the wheels turning in his head. It's a wood elfy glass, right? Like, you're a wood elf. Don't you put tree sap or something in glasses? Maybe it's something like that. I shot him a quick side eye and shook my head. Tree sap? Really? If anything, it would be rot... Both of us yelled at the same time. Rot meth! "'Cash, you sly devil, you!' I said as I glanced at the cup. Peanut went to the storeroom and came out with a cup of the rot meth that we kept in the back. It wasn't our most popular drink, but as a tradition, we had continued to carry it, in honor of the tavern's previous owners and their adventures through Valenwood. He looked at me and I nodded, as he poured the thick drink into the mug. As soon as the drink hit the rim, it started draining into the bottom of the cup, and a faint red glow began to emanate from the eye on the front of the glass. It was then that we noticed a small glowing trail moving across the floorboards headed towards the bookshelf that happened to be in the corner near the fireplace. Well, that doesn't seem normal, I laughed as we watched the glow end at the base of the shelves. Peanut walked over and began peering at the books. It was then that we saw it. One of the books now had a faint red glow in the shape of the reliquary eye. I think it moves, he said. 
Sure enough, he gave it a quick pull, and before we knew it, the shelf slid forward, nearly knocking me back. It was followed by a loud click. I looked at him. A secret room? You've got to be kidding me. I locked the door to the tavern, and we both swung the sturdy bookshelf open to reveal a curtain behind it. The soft smell of herbs and parchment drifted out of the room as we both stepped through the curtain. Once inside, we realized we were in what appeared to be a study. The room was filled with small shelves, half-burned candles, stacks of books, beautiful tapestries, and two lavish, but what appeared to be well-used chairs. In the center of the room sat an enormous and intricate wooden desk. On top of it, an open tome, a few strewn papers, and some sort of magnifying stand sat next to an inkwell and quill. You could tell that many hours had been spent studying ancient relics in this place. It felt different, almost like I expected jibs and cash to appear at any moment. We stood for a moment, taking it all in. I went over and sat down in one of the chairs, allowing myself to absorb the energy in the room. Peanut, with eyes wide, began looking through all of the shelves and books. It looks like this is where they kept all of their information on what antiquities they were searching for with the reliquary. Everything is listed here, his voice trailed off as he continued to turn through the pages. It was then that my eyes caught movement on the desk. What in the... I walked over to look at the Dwemer-style stand that was holding a round object and a magnifying glass. There, peering through the glass back at us, was an eye. And it was moving. I watched as it followed my gaze as I turned towards Peanut. Oh, that's creepy, I said. He turned back towards me. Shores, bones, what is that? It appears to be an eye, and it's watching us. I don't think it's threatening. It's just observing. Both of us immediately began shuffling through papers on the desk. Most of them were illegible due to the ink being smeared or faded over time. Some were in ancient languages we didn't recognize, and others appeared completely blank. Finally, between the pages of the tome on the desk, we found it. A set of notes labeled Bloodshot Oculus. It was written in two sets of handwriting, which we assumed were probably jibs and cash. They seemed to be passages from a codex, written by other scholars. They read, I believe this eyeball twitches to stare at me while I'm not looking. Unsettling, to say the least. Daedric origin, I believe, but which Daedra? Unsure. Reginus Buka. The next one read, I took a tome on Daedric oddities from the shelf, and by Malak, I think the eye followed my hand straight to the text, as if it was reading it. Has to be a watcher eyeball. Right? Right? Ugrin Grothermog. And the last one read, This thing definitely moves of its own accord, but I don't know if that indicates life or just an unsettling enchantment. I'm obliged to wonder if this eye can perceive what we're doing. Is there someone watching on the other end? Gabrielle Bonnell. Beneath the codex entries, some other short notes followed. Mora's Whispers? Is it possible to harness the knowledge of Apocrypha? Increased knowledge for the wearer. Don the mantle of Hermaeus Mora. Seek out the cloaked dark elf in Sedanin? Who's that? Peanut asked. Hmm. I have an idea of who it might be. I remember the guys mentioning him once or twice, but it was mostly in passing due to the secrecy of some of the knowledge that he has. Have you heard of the scholar Aramithius? Looks like we're hopping on the next boat to Morrowind.
The light cut through the clouds as we stepped off the dock in Sedanin. It was drizzling, and you could hear the sounds of stilt striders echoing in the distance, their calls sounding slightly haunting, if you don't know what the sounds actually were. Large mushrooms sprouted up from the landscape in the distance, and the air smelled of wet plants and ash. Sedanin itself was small and quaint. It was filled with imperial-style structures built by the Gold Coast Trading Company in the years prior to the Three Banners War. Protected by House Lalu, and known as the Gateway to Vardenfell, it housed a few shops and services. Finden's Goods, the Sea Salt Grocery, and the Saucy Nicks. Boats to Strosmakai, Canarthi's Roost, and Bleak Rock Isle floated at the docks. But all in all, it seemed pretty quiet there. One of the most notable spots in Sedanin was the lighthouse. It helped keep ships from crashing into the shores and also stood as a beacon to the location of the docks. As we made our way towards its doors, we had no idea if we'd even be able to find Arimithius there. I hope we didn't travel all this way for nothing, I said. Well, if nothing else, we can always take a look at Bardao and do some shopping in the city. Plus, I'd like to see some of the landscape here. It's pretty different from solitude, and that's what I'm mostly familiar with, and we don't have giant mushroom towers there, Peanut said. I nodded as we locked, knocked on the door of the lighthouse. A voice came from behind the door. Can I help you? I chimed in. Uh, yes, hi, hello. Uh, we're looking for a dark elf scholar. We were hoping he could help us either find our friends or give us some insight into a relic they were looking for. And what makes you think that you'd find someone like that here? The voice spoke from behind the door. Peanut looked at me and nodded. We're friends of the guild, he said. After a brief moment of silence, the door latch clicked and the door popped open. We both stepped through the door. Inside, we found a small, dimly lit room. In the corner, a cloaked dark elf stood examining a floating tome. A faint blue glow emanated from its pages. Friends of the guild, you say? His tone was curious from under his cloaked hood. This is not the first time someone has sought me out about a relic, and I haven't seen the other two in quite some time. Yes, well, see, uh, that's the thing, I stuttered. Um, my, my friend and I have taken over their tavern, and we seem to have stumbled upon some of their work, including this. I held out the eye in the palm of my hand. Its pupil darted back and forth, as if it were taking note of the room from my hand. Arimathias perked up, and his red eyes shone in the candlelight. Ah, oh, yes, I see they'd found it. Found? A portion of Moore's whispers, he quickly answered. Wait, really? Like the relic that allows you to harness the knowledge of Hermaeus Mora, those sly dogs? Peanut answered in disbelief. That's the one, Arimathias answered shortly as he turned back to his tome. So what else is it that you need to know? Well, we were wondering how to find the rest of it, I suppose, I mused. Perhaps if we find it all, we could use it or sell it to someone who seeks that sort of knowledge. Hmm. Knowledge is power, after all, he replied. Without looking at either of us, he stretched out his hand and pointed to a book lying open on the table. It appeared blank to both of us. We stared at it for a solid minute waiting for something to appear, but nothing ever did. Look closer with the eye he said. 
I handed the eye to Peanut, and he held it out over the book. Its pupil began darting to and fro, and within moments, words began to reveal themselves. An ever-changing landscape of fire and storm, of disaster personified in unending destruction. This is the domain of Merun's Dagon, prince of ambition and lord of flood and flame. Behold its glory and bow before our lord. The Deadlands, Peanut said matter-of-factly. The cloaked figure in the corner nodded. Mm-hmm. That would explain the oblivion portal in their letter, I whispered, hoping the dark elf wouldn't hear. I still wasn't sure how he'd feel about us using his knowledge to travel the plains of oblivion. From the corner of the room, we heard the dark elf clear his throat. <sighs> Safe travels. I hear it's hot and unforgiving. So, yeah, a little bit of, um, like, a not a cliffhanger, I don't want to say, but just, you know, a little bit of, this one was a little more RP heavy, probably, than the last ones. Um, but it was kind of fun to do it that way. I didn't want to go too much into, like, Necrom or Apocrypha or things like that, because I think um, that that will come eventually right as we get more closer to the chapter and maybe even after the chapter but um for now uh i just kind of wanted to give us something I, I we're lore seekers we can't not do something agreed we have to do something even if it's just reading something we have to do something so well i like the fact that the last couple lore lessons have been from more of an rp perspective um because mm -hmm. it is something too that like Cash and Jibs both dabbled into a little bit and it kind of creates like a nice story of like how the people in this community, we are a community and we all kind of like bounce off of one another. We play together. We toss lore between one another and the RP side of things is nice because we can include those people in the stories mm -hmm. along the way and people are like, well, who is this Arimethius person? And they'll go and they'll look and they'll find out like different things like Arimetheus and a bunch of people that they do. Um, they do lore taverns and, you know, mm -hmm. there's other people that we're going to, that will be referenced or have been referenced in the past that, you know, they do different things or, or whatnot. Yeah. So it's, it kind of introduces those that maybe aren't actively in the community um, to the people that are here. Yeah, I liked it. And I did go back and listen to the origins of the reliquary um, mm. when we were kind of not, you know, doing anything for the time being because we didn't get a chance to sit down and record ourselves. So I got to go back and kind of listen to about four and a half hours of them doing RP stuff. And I, I really like taking this world and learning about it, but from a different, a different way and a different perspective from, from our side of things. And I think mm. it's fun because the two of us are not, I'm not the most well-versed lore person. I'm just not, but I want to learn about it. And I think it's fun to do it through a story, right? Because it it gives a different way of looking at it. So mm. I I think it's kind of fun to be able to do that. And I'm inserting, excited to see where, where we go. Yeah, inserting little bits of lore into the RP story. So you're still getting mm -hmm. that lore stuff and it can be mm -hmm. vetted. Yeah, exactly. Which is awesome. And everybody's, everybody's had kind of those feelings, right? In a game where you've stepped... You've gone into a load screen, and when you come out, it's just like, 
whoa like or so 100%. many people talk about Satanin and Morrowind and how like that is such a vivid memory for them stepping off the boat into the docks in Satanin and just kind of the sights and the sounds and um whatnot so I thought it was kind of fun to to play with that a little bit but also to um you know look at kind of the reliquary again and um have us be part of that um maybe in more ways than have been written yet can um, i just say we'll the see. hidden shelf with the puzzle that we had to solve was really cool i like that and and that was that was some of the brainstorming last night with you so yeah. like uh it was really fun for this one because we kind of sat down and started it together and then i got to yeah. like take it and run with it so yeah. cool. kind of put the footnotes in there and then put mm -hmm. some filler in there and whatnot. And it like, honestly, the stuff in the tavern we discussed last night, the tavern conversation <laughs> was you and me talking, everything yep. else just kind of came from that. And the story just happened, which was awesome. Um, so it was, yeah. you did a really good job. I've oh, every single you. one of the RP episodes that you've done, I have thoroughly enjoyed. I like a good story. Um, so I've been enjoying Happy to it. do it. Happy so to do it. People, people in chat are loving it. They're all, they're they're loving Yay. the 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 story uh, version of it. So I'm excited to see what happens next. Me too. Yeah. I've got an idea. You have an idea? Ooh, ooh. Okay. I guess but we can't really pick at the idea, can we? I can't. No. It's a surprise. They'll just have to watch the fifth anniversary episode, maybe see what happens. Yeah. Then that's fair. Well, well done. Thanks. Absolutely fantastic job. So hmm. that is episode three. It's been, wow. what is it? Like we've been, we have been the official host for what? Six months now? <laughs> yeah, but only three episodes. Three episodes. We're <laughs> averaging about an episode every, every two and a half months ish. No, or so we wanted it to be bi-monthly and, One and a half we months. are doing it every two I know. we did it backwards it's supposed to be twice a month not once every two months twice a month i thought it was once every month well it was once every month but then remember like long-term goals yeah that's fair rob the only thing missing was that arimathias didn't give like four plausible <laughs> answers that is true so but you know true. what i had a time constraint and i finished writing this about uh, maybe uh, an hour and 15 minutes before the show so hey you know what you i think you did i i think you threw it together right but you know maybe maybe next time we'll have like an arimathias four point plausible answer and reasoning <laughs> um discussion <laughs> Um, I I looked at it as the figure it out yourself. It's over there. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, um, yeah, episode three. So we're gonna try. We are trying to get better at being more consistent with our episodes. I know that it's been all over the place, but um, the best way to find out about when we're gonna be going live is if you head on over to our Twitter, the Lore Seekers ESO. Um, on Twitter uh, and we post all of our updates up there everything that we need, you need to know about what's happening in this uh, community as well as this podcast post it there um, at the Lore Secrets ESO uh, you could also find each of us um, Bacon where can we find you on the Twitterverse on the Twitterverse uh, you can find me at Katie Stunt Show um, I know that's different sorry cross branding it was made long ago before 
uh, well, not before gone crazy back soon, but it was just a different handle then. Um, so yeah, uh, you can find me there, Katie Stunt Show, or you can find me if you go through the, the Lore Seekers Twitter, you'll be able to find me that way as well if you can't figure out how to spell it. Um, you can also find me at Gone Crazy Back SN on the PlayStation Network, as well as in Discord. Um, and you can find uh, both of us in the Lore Seekers Discord. But where else can they find you, Mr. Peanut? You can find me on Twitter at Toasted Peanut. Peanut spelt with a three. Um, you can also find me on Twitch as well at uh, Toasted Peanut. You can find me on Xbox at Toasted Peanuts is my Xbox gamer tag. Feel free to add me as a friend. I always like having new friends. And also in mm-hmm. the Discord community at Loreseeker Peanut. Um, feel free to reach out, chat with me, invite me to games when I am on. Um, you can also find me in ESO at Toasted Peanut. It's the same across every platform. I have done that specifically that way to make it easy for people to reach out and connect with me. Um, so please do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot to mention, you can also find mm-hmm. me on Twitch. Uh, I don't stream to my Twitch too much. Most of the time, I'm actually, when I'm not here with you, uh, I'm streaming with the Snug Podcast every Sunday, um, as well as um, just doing Lore Seekers things over on the PlayStation side of things. So, A cozy little cast in a cozy little Snug Pod. That's true. <laughs> Always a good episode. But... Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you to everyone who was here today. We love having you. Uh, For those of you guys that are joining us from the podcast side of things, um, we do stream this live, as mentioned earlier in the show, on uh, Twitch. It is twitch.tv forward slash the lore seekers ESO. Find us on Twitch. You can come watch us live with all of our shenanigans, all unedited, raw, real, happening right in front of your face in that moment. Um, we would love to have you here as part of the show Um, thank you again to everybody who has followed Um, if you are interested in joining this community we have a discord and you can join us by heading over to what's the website again because I'm drawing a blank core.gg forward slash loreseekers ESO there we go I will post a link potentially in the uh, show notes for those that are listening on the podcast. We'd love to have you as part of this community, bring with you uh, all the knowledge, fun and excitement of who you are and what you know into our community as it is very welcoming in that way. Um, So head on over uh, to discord and enter that discord link as my lovely co-host just gave. And we look forward to seeing you. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Mm, Nope. I don't think so. Go play the new dungeons if you have access to them. Remember, they're coming out for the consoles in just a couple weeks. We're excited for you guys on console to get into that stuff. And we will see you next time. Thanks again for being here, everybody. Have a wonderful night. And don't worry. Dilly, dilly. Bye, fam. Bye.